Welcome to the Sunflower Conversations, where we explore the hidden disability sunflower and its role in supporting people with hidden disabilities. Hi guys, my name's Paul. Today we're gonna to be talking to Natalie, Michael, and their daughter, Lorena, aged 18. Welcome guys. Is that Hi. right? Yeah, yes. that's right, Lorena. <laughs> Lorena, all right, great. Nice to meet you. Can you just tell us um, what Lorena's conditions are, please? Getting the diagnosis was a really long drawn out process. Um, first we were given that she had dyspraxia um, and then we got the autism test and they said that she has got ASD so she's on the spectrum mm. um, and then they did a genetic test which showed that Lorena has um, a micro deletion on a chromosome. Wow what does that mean? That's the chromosome that's based on learning and I mean, we don't understand, but they said to us, it's basically like you've got a chapter in a book and you've got two pages stuck together so that you're missing okay. part of the story. We were told she was one of 20 in the world with that wow. condition. So, And it, I and I take I go to King's College every year and I take part in a research to help them understand autism. Yeah. My sort of autism. Yeah, well, any autism, it's yeah. a European study for autism that she does, takes part in. So you're, you're, you're really unique, Lorena. She is unique, yeah, definitely. Was it something that you was aware of as parents from a very early age? We moved here 17 years ago, and Lorena's got a younger sister, Amber, who's only 13 months younger. So I, we went to baby clinic, mm. and. Lorena kept tripping over when she was walking and the health minister said, that's not right. There's something amiss there. So it basically took us from when she was 18 months old to when she was seven to get an autism, to get any kind of diagnosis. How did that impact her education, Lorena's education? I struggle with reading and like um, socialisation. She went to mainstream primary school, which was a struggle because... Yeah. Um, she wasn't understood really um and we changed primary schools when we got the diagnosis because we could then get the statement of education natalie did you pick up on that very early on in um lorena's life was that something you picked up on that she there was a condition there was something not quite right is that something yeah. That you yeah i mean we kept when when we were seeing um doctors we kept saying look we think she might have autism and they were saying no 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 you know because apparently girls don't display, girls yeah. don't get it as much. It is I more... think it's more a case that girls are better at masking the behaviours. How was that, Lorena? How was school? It was hard because I didn't, I didn't know how to explain myself. I struggle, I still struggle, but I've... I put my head down and I'm getting there. Are you aware of the hidden disability sunflower? Yep. Lorena has one. Is it something that you've found helpful? It can be. I mean, there isn't much. Awareness is getting better. But before, people used to think you were wearing a pretty lanyard. And I think in, in that respect, COVID has played a part in making people more aware of the sunflower in lanyard. Because we've had some when she was younger, some really horrific experiences in the supermarket. 
you know, by the time you get to the end of the first hole, the brain's gone fried and she just starts kicking off. And people look at you like, can't you control your child? There's something wrong. I with do, you. I do. And I always used to say, I want to get one of those T-shirts that says, like, please don't judge, my daughter's autistic, you know, because I, she'd I, get I, the words wrong and she'd stand at the top of the aisle and she'd scream, all you do is abuse me. Daddy comes home from work and abuses me. And you're in the supermarket and you've got everybody looking at you and you're thinking, oh my God, please just just swallow me. Just swallow me whole. I, I do have triggers, don't yeah. I? I mean, she she <laughs> you'd get to the end of the first hole, you've got four more to go, and you're thinking, oh please, I'm just embarrassed now. Do you think it's something that you've um adapted and, and got better with with time? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have coping strategies. I mean, we go shopping early in the morning so we don't meet people, too many people. I, I don't like big crowds. You don't like crowds, do you? No, I don't. I don't, don't like loud noises. Has it created or generated tensions or, you know, um, challenges yeah, um, it does. In, in your family? It does. I mean, um, we, we, we've got better over the years. We do still argue about it, um, but we've got better over the years. But it does because Lorena will do something, and because she's she's not um, a, quite severely autistic. Because you look at Lorena, she looks normal, and most of the time with the masking acts normal. But there are certain times when she'll do something, and you're saying no, that's wrong. But in her mind, it's right, and you're trying to get through to her, and it can cause a lot of tension in the house. I mean, her sister is only 13 months younger than her, and then we've got. Violet, who's seven years younger, yeah, and and it does it does create a lot of tensions, especially when Lorena's struggling to read, and her sister, her youngest sister, is eclipsing her. Yeah, how do you get on with your sisters, Lorena? Um, <laughs> I, I get on some okay with them sometimes. Um, yeah, but. Not all the time, is no. it? It's, it's very much like siblings. I mean, you'd think all having two close together would be lovely. They'd get on. No, they don't. When she was younger, the, the traits would come out as quite violent. So we had lots of hitting and, and punching and biting. And, and, it, and it did create a lot of issues in the house because, you know, how do we stop her? And, you know, super nanny with her naughty step didn't work because... After an hour of trying to get Lorraine to sit on the naughty step, I gave up <laughs> because she couldn't comprehend why she was there because in her head she she didn't see what she'd done wrong. Natalie, can I ask, do you, do you work? How do you, do you have to support Lorena? How does that work? I don't work. I don't work. I'm, a, I'm at home all the time. Um, Lorena goes to college two days a week. So um, now she's older, it's not so bad, but... When she was younger, I couldn't go to work because whenever I tried to leave the house, it'd be a, a freak out. Um, so I haven't worked for 18 years now. Do you think Lorena, Natalie, will be able to live on her own? Is it something, how do you see, you know, the future? Lorena doesn't want to live on your own, do you? No. Um, we've said that we will build a granny annex for Lorena to have a self-contained place here. Um, but she doesn't feel that she, I mean, she understands herself that she doesn't feel that she can. Um, she doesn't want to do the assisted living. So she doesn't want to live somewhere with people she doesn't know. Um, and even like, though she'd be independent, she doesn't want that. 
she she likes to have familiarity. Like if I was to move in with like a partner or something, I'd be okay with. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to like go do support and living and have loads of people what I don't know and ward and what I don't know. We envisage Lorena will be here for quite a while. <laughs> quite a while. <laughs> quite but a then while. I think, well, then I've got someone to look after me in my retirement. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Lorena, listen, I've, I've read um, that you are quite an active young lady. Yes. Um, and uh, not long ago, you started skiing. So I got into skiing because my younger sister, Amber, was into skiing. She started skiing because we were always at ski hills with Amber. Um, and we said, well, we're here. Why don't you try it? So we, we took her to, we went to Ipswich to learn to ski, didn't we? Um, and she moved up the levels there. And then we were at a race one day, a, a normal Eastern region ski race. and. One of the there was a, one of the officials there. He does the Special Olympics skiing in Norfolk, and he said, "Why don't you try this?" And it's helped me for Special Olympics. I have so many friends all over the country. Um, I went to Switzerland last year for the nationals. Amazing! And I've got eighteen medals altogether. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing, Lorena. Well and done. I have friends in Scotland what I'm basically on the phone to. And these these are your ones from Switzerland, aren't they? From the Yeah. So that's your gold, your bronze, and your other gold. And then this is my bib. And then her special bib that she got to keep. So yeah. That is absolutely fantastic and something to be really proud of. Well yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, but again, COVID's put a halt to all of the competitions for the past. I mean, you haven't seen since we came back from Switzerland last February. We haven't seen anyone. So, what's next for Lorena in terms of skiing? Then, what's what's the next step? Um, we're back to training this weekend with Special Olympics in Brentwood. There'll be another nationals. They're held every two years, so the next one will be next year, hopefully COVID dependent, and then apply for the next World Games and hopefully go there. Because the boost in their confidence that Lorena's got from competing and winning, you know, it's... And meeting friends. And meeting people. I mean, you've met, we've met people from all over the country, you know, and she's always on her FaceTime. With... Instagram, Snapchat, with everybody, you know, from all over the country. It's like the Sunflower Scheme. It's, it's one of those that the Sunflower Scheme is gaining popularity but it's really hard to get it out there to people originally I mean because it started back at Gatwick and I remember seeing it when it started there you know and and it's and it's only been the past couple of years that it's really taken off since the supermarkets got on board and if there was one reaction that the sunflower that you've got from wearing a sunflower what would that be patience and time and 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 caring. Can I just ask you how um, how autism and dyspraxia is generally perceived? Dyspraxia, I don't think people understand. People, they, they, I think they hear the dis and they think dyslexia. You know, I mean, for us, when we were given that diagnosis, it was, oh, what is it? You know, and and it is. It's it's the 
the fine and, and gross motor coordination. And it is, you know, people don't understand that. I mean, as far as the autism, I think people look at Lorena um, because she, you know, presents as, as a normal person. Um, they, they're like, well, no, you can't have autism. I don't think people actually understand there's any in-between. I think people think that you've either got that, Asperger's, where you're really talented at drawing or maths or, you know, or you're a non-verbal. There's, there's not much done about the in-between. What do you think of the kind of awareness days? So, for example, World Autism Awareness Day. Is that something that's important to you? I think we've got the Autism Awareness Day, but I don't think there's actually much awareness goes on that day. You know, I think it's a day, you know, and people have lost what awareness means. And I don't think that on the Autism Awareness Day, there's much said about autism. I think also it's not just about one day. It's about the fact that you're living with it 365 yeah, days, days a year. year. Yeah, and it does. It affects every aspect of your life. It affects, it affects all, everyone in the household. I know, and we all have to make adjustments to how we behave, what we can do. What do you think of the Sunflower stories? I thought they were really good. I mean, I, we watched them and my husband watched them and he said, you should get in contact with these people, you know, get the stories out there, you know, and and that's the thing. I mean, we, we try and desperately to promote Special Olympics and, you know, get more people interested because people don't know, you know. Mm. But, yeah, the sunflower stories have helped raise awareness of the sunflower. Just because you look normal isn't doesn't mean that there isn't something wrong and that you're not going through struggles. You know, because as I said to you before, unless unless you look like you're physically disabled or have got some kind of impairment, people think you are normal. And and it, and we all want to be normal, but normal is... I don't want to be normal. You know, no, we don't want to be normal. Yeah, but no, you know, everyone want wants to be, to be perceived as being normal, but there, there is no normal. Thanks ever so much, Natalie and Lorena, for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure to meet you. If you'd like to share your sunflower story or conversation, please email conversations at hiddendisabilitystore.com. Find out more about us or listen to this recording again by checking out our insights page at hiddendisabilitystore.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn. Please help, have patience and show kindness to others, and join us again soon. Making the invisible visible with the hidden disability sunflower.